Hey, all you Riverheads. Uh, Daniel here up at the front. Oh, welcome back to the show, by the way. We're back. But I just wanted to make a brief pre-show note because I forgot to mention it in our opening little bit. Um, but while we are back, part of the technical issues uh, did cause us to lose some audio. So we're jumping from, I believe, Season 3, Episode 1 to Season 3, Episode 3. We're just not going to record the two we missed or the one we missed or whatever. Because um, we're... I mean, it's it's just you, Jackson. You're you're our listener, so I don't I don't care enough to redo it. Anyway, um, just so you're not caught flat-footed about what which episode this is, uh, going in. All right, have a good time. Guess who's back? Back again. Your favorite Riverdale Rewatch podcast is back, starring me, two-thirds of your host, Daniel, and that other third, uh, wow, that, that other third, Jesse, tell a friend. (laughs) Hi, um, I, uh, was scrolling through Twitter, like, literally right before this, and I saw that there is a, uh, show called Love, Victor, and I'm wondering if it's tied to Love, Simon. It is. Oh, okay, cool. It is, uh, Disney's spinoff for children. Okay, well, uh, guess what? Um, I guess we might get, you know, a lot of promotion for this in the fifth season. For no reason. Yeah. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Kevin is going to tell us about the hot new Disney Plus show, Love, Victor, um, which is a great uh, film or TV series. I'm not sure what it is um, for the whole family. It's season two, (laughs) actually. Ooh. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I mean, I guess it's good to have representation for young, conventionally attractive gay men. Yeah, you know. You know, that's just a thing sure. that more <laughs> young, conventionally attractive white men, or no, young, sorry, conventionally attractive men. One of them was brown, slightly. The, mm. the appropriate oh, of amount of brown, though. Yeah, Not right. You got you got to have the <laughs> the light skinned guy. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, know, just attractive people need more representation. That's all I'm saying. Mm hmm. Uh, you know who really needs some representation are the jocks and the geeks and the weirdos and the preps uh, who who have to go to Saturday morning detention. Yeah, there's a lot going on with this one. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome, welcome. First of all, back to into Riverdale. Uh, we've been away for a while, but we're back now. And also, welcome to uh, this episode of Riverdale, which is just a Breakfast Club's uh, pastiche. Well, oh, uh, okay. If the Breakfast Club um, played Dungeons and Dragons, and if Dungeons and Dragons made you worship Satan. Okay, okay. I would. I want to argue that these. The, I think what they was pitching. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's it's like the Breakfast Club. All the kids, the the, the weirdos, the geeks, the preps, and all those, uh, you know, come together. But you know. Mm-hmm. The end of Breakfast Club didn't end with someone dying. Right. Um, it could have. Uh, this is the edgy reboot where um, the Breakfast Club also does I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Um, but let's let's just get into it because uh, I am so rusty about how this show features. Um, and uh, I think talking about this episode will help us uh, loosen out all those kinks. Yeah. So this is Season 3, Episode 4, Chapter 39, The Midnight Club. 
See, e- even the title. It's not The Breakfast Club. It's The Midnight. Get it? Yeah. You, do you get it? You know what? I didn't get it at first, and now I do, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God for this recap, because fuck if I remember anything that was happening in this show. I also watched this two weeks ago. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah, there's that weird cult kid that that's mm-hmm. trying to... I still think that she's really trying to just, like... Do, oh, right, do a combination. Yeah. Do a combination of kiss Betty and also wear her skin as a jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, like a single white female. Yeah, Je- Jesse. I I will tell you that um there is more layers to that character. Uh, we're talking about Evelyn Evan after uh the daughter of the cult leader of the farm. Um, and it's not the ones you think it is. <laughs> her story is crazy. <laughs> it just it just has really it just has like a real strong like I want to kiss you and also wear your yeah. skin as a jacket vibe. Uh, so, uh, the kind of big cliffhanger at the end of the last episode was that, uh, copies of Griffins and Gurgos were made. Very nice, kind of, like, uh, bound copies. Not just, like, stapled together, but, like, actually bound, uh, copies. And now everyone's playing it at Riverdale. Okay, I'm gonna just say this, and I said this last time. Those are way too well put together to not be either mass-produced or made by, like, a small batch store. Exactly, yeah. Um, and apparently all the teens are into it because it's a fun fantasy distraction from their everyday life of death and terror that I guess they live. I mean, I guess there was like a serial murderer or whatever. So to, I, to, uh. to be fair, we did kind of forget about the serial murder because we had a really subpar like side plot with a person who's not chick. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Um, but, um... Griffins and Gargoyles, like, uh, Hermione Lodge is, like, giving a, P- like, a hey teens PSA to a classroom about why it's dangerous, and she's officially banning the game. Uh, which, of course, is just gonna make all these rowdy teens want to play even more. Including all the, including all the real hot jocks playing, uh... Right, yeah, <laughs> even, even the dumb football kids who were, like, totally fine during all the murder stuff are like, oh, yeah... Fantasy's cool now, I guess. Well, well, maybe they were just like they had a chance to role play while half naked, and that's all they all mm-hmm. they wanted to do. Oh, sure. They're like, "Hey, bro, my character's gonna kiss your character now, but it's not gay because we're playing make believe." Oh yeah, shout out to Fibes Twenty <laughs> Under Twenty, which uh, Veronica is a part of. God, I hate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently uh, the the teens, uh, and by the teens mm-hmm. I mean the main teens, uh, Betty and veronica they're both noticing why are the adults so weird about this right um and then the creepy coroner's son because remember we switched actors for the coroner they couldn't let that go they had to explain it they, they could have <laughs> the creepy coroner's son has some information for them they literally could have just i don't know made it i would corner. not have noticed i would yeah. have noticed all <laughs> i knew is that it was creepy white dude they turn out to look about the same all of them <laughs> right so. It's it's so like so many other shows have done such a more brazen job of switching out actors for main characters. Like <laughs> Fresh Prince did it, you know. Yeah. Fucking Power Rangers did it a lot. Like at uh, least at least when at least when they did it in like uh like Bewitched or something, they looked very similar. Mm-hmm. Like Aunt right. Vivian looked completely different after one yeah. season. <laughs> completely different skin like, tone. That was like, mm. not even same face shape. Like yeah, they couldn't. It even... was just a whole ass different woman. Yeah. 
Um, but what uh, Dr. Curdle Jr. has told Betty is that uh, he dug through like old police reports from back in the day. And there was another murder or suicide uh, very similar to the one that happened to Dilton Doily and the other kid. Um, and so she's brought this to Alice and be like, something's going on and you know what it is because we learned from the farm that you played this game before. And uh, Alice is like, you're right, Betty. It's time for you to know. 80s flashback style. And of um, course, and all the kids, all the yeah, kids get pl- to play their parents. It's, yeah, yeah, and Alice, which is fun. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Alice is just looking like real cool, just like real yeah. like eighties. Because if you remember, she uh, used to be a serpent. She she's from the south side. Yeah. So before her preppy uh, suburban house mom thing, she was a punk rocker girl, and I guess Hermione was a uh, prep, and. Uh, Mayor McCoy, the mayor formerly known as McCoy. Wait, no, the McCoy formerly known as Mayor. There we yeah. go. Uh, was a political activist, I guess. Yeah. Oh, also, Hermione was like a like a goody two shoes Catholic girl. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was her thing. She was like super Catholic. Sierra, that's her name. Uh, who's drawing an N apartheid uh uh image in lipstick on the bathroom mirror? Uh, which seems like. I mean, that's fine. Apartheid was, you know, a big thing that should be protested, but plenty of things in our own country that you could be working on. Africa's a little bit far away. Yeah. Oh, also, um, we did not say this, but Alice had a positive... Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Pregnancy test. pregnant. That's her thing right now. With uh, FB. Um, and of course... Right. And then uh, Penelope shows up, um, played by the Immaculate... The wo- name of the woman who plays Cheryl Blossom. Uh... Uh, as a fucking narc, uh, she's fucking Randall Weasley or Weensley or whatever from from uh, recess. Recess, yeah. yes. Um, but then Alice slaps her, and she then Penelope calls her trashy bitch, and then they fight, and it's pretty cool. Well, Alice, the way that like Alice, I guess we have to call them by their name now. Alice mm. uh, was like, which is positively giddy to mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. Um, you know, Alice always been on the vulture. I want to pause real quickly just to admire um, Reggie Mantle oh my in God, those let me just... iconic yellow sunglasses. <sighs> okay, that for some reason Asian men in the eighties like all wore. Like I've seen this this pair of glasses fucking everywhere in photos from the eighties with Asian dudes. I don't know what it was, but honestly, I'm not mad at yeah. it. And let me tell you, also they did the way they did his hair, the eighties hair and stuff, mm-hmm. looked so good with those glasses and those like just mm, pecs, abs. He looks like such a scumbag, he, and like I just want him to treat me badly. <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> he is just like man. He could man. He could leave me. He could leave me alone. Like after after just. Yeah ravaging me and i'll be okay with it like he's just (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he is so he is such a fucking scumbag (laughs) yeah um and this scene is um all all the boys in the locker room are ragging on fp jones because he's a bulldog because they want him to do the bulldog tradition of streaking and uh he doesn't want to because he's got an arm uh and a cast um but then uh, don't worry, because here comes old Freddie Andrews to tell him, hey, streaking's pretty cool and can get you chicks. Also, uh, they did a bad job at darkening uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
KJ Apa's hair. Like you yeah. can still see the red in there real hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume it's it's a very temporary dye well, since I mean, you have to go back to red after filming this. Well, I mean, yeah, but like you could do better than a Coman like yeah. dye. Jesus Christ, he's gotten so cut for this season, though. <laughs> also, have we ever met um, uh, Reggie's parents? Uh, we saw his, I think, mom briefly in that, like, gathering of adults when they were discussing this game. And he's mentioned his dad owns um, a used car dealership, but we haven't really met his parents No wonder he's a scumbag. <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot that they changed the Riverdale uh, intro logo to be, like, uh, Saved by the Bell. It's very cute. Yeah. And they, they all had Saturday morning detention. Right, because right. four of them fought in a bathroom, two of them went shrieking. And they go through uh, all it, their... Uh, all it, their. It's literally the breakfast club, you know, the teacher's pet, the Catholic, the political animal, the bad boy, or whatever. The ladies' man. Foresight Pendleton Jones Jr. Jones. Oh, so he's Jones Jr., so Jughead's name should be Foresight uh, Pendleton Jones III. That gravestone is correct. But for some reason, he goes by Jughead and then complains when that got him bullied. His sister goes by Jellybean. Yeah, I don't. It's a weird family. It's whatever. It's also I know you haven't probably haven't read it, but there's a uh, there's the uh, Archie's comic horror comic called uh, The Hunger, mm-hmm. and it has the Cooper family being werewolf hunters and the Jones family being like werewolves. And the reason why they're hungry all the time is because they're werewolves and they eat That's people. Cute. It's very yeah. actually terrifying. It is a very good mm. comic. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's the Breakfast Club right now. The Yeah, I mean, it's literally the same scenario as the Breakfast Club. A bunch of people who don't normally hang out are now forced to hang out together. And the teacher's going to be like, well, fuck you guys. I'm out of here because staying eight hours in a room on a Saturday sucks. Uh, write an essay or whatever. Yeah, thousand word essay. And, the, and of course, yeah. the dude who's supposed to be watching over them is just like, I'm just going to nap in my office yeah you know classic breakfast club stuff yeah yeah well, i want i want to mention that uh sometimes shows do do, do these things because actors get bored of playing the same character over and over again and this does actually feel very refreshing to me uh to see them get to kind of flex and do new characters yeah yeah and uh it does bring a lot of context to the uh to the adult characters because i think all of them did mm-hmm. pretty good honestly yeah um, yeah it's fun it's so weird seeing Kevin oh, yeah. being straight. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> okay. And then uh, this is also where we learn just how like weirdly incestuous all their parents were as a friend group. Yeah, so... Um, which makes their children as a friend group even weirder. So uh, the... um, Kevin's father, who was... Tom Keller. Tom Keller. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's Kisses Sierra. Yes, he he's secretly dating Sierra because their parents are, I guess, both against them being in an interracial relationship that gets brought up later. Um, I was about oh, to make a, a callback. Okay, I was about to make a joke. Uh, he has jungle fever. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> that's what they would have called it anyway. Sorry. Yeah. I just watched some old movies um, recently. <laughs> oh, here's her literally explaining it. Yeah, uh, callback. They're going to play a game of Secrets and Sins, uh, which we remember from the first season. Which is just a chance for them to explain their backstories. Yeah, which is uh, which is nice. Well, one minute. Yeah, I do like uh, with the context of how their parents are nowadays, it is uh, pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. seeing Penelope being like the role, like the the role, 
Right. Lawyer. Uh, how, how they switch, they they shifted from when they were children, yeah. And you kind of see them actually uh, move on to mm-hmm. what they are um, mm-hmm. throughout this episode. It's pretty, actually pretty good. Like, Fred is yeah. like a swagger, like, has a lot of swagger and just uh, yeah. kind of all about himself. Yeah. And Alice is, well... Weirdly enough, Alice is a pretty similar. It's just she dresses up like a like yeah. a middle-class white woman. Alice really never lost the aggro. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, we learn like Hermione's mom cleans, uh, is a maid at a hotel. Um, uh, Fred wants to do music and baseball. So he's like Archie, except for instead of football, it's baseball. Uh, uh, he thinks Riverdale's the greatest and doesn't want to leave. Um, in part because he loves the town, in part because his dad's sick and he needs to take care of him. Is okay. It is really weird, though. Like the ch- chemistry that that uh, the Veronica and Archie has is present in this scene, mm-hmm. and it's just well. But if you remember, Fred and uh, Hermione had a past, and they slept together in season one. Yeah, which makes it weird that they're dating. <laughs> yeah, I mean Alice, Alice and FP are currently fucking uh, while their children date. It's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. I just, I just want them. I just desperately want FP and Alice to like marry or whatever, right. just so it's just even fucking weirder. For right? Them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, uh, notice this like fun parallel here where uh, Alice calls FP out for trying to pretend he's something he's not, that he's a Northsider wearing this Letterman's jacket and everything, um, which is you know the opposite of how they are as adults, with Alice pretending to be a Northsider and, and shunning her South Side past. Yeah. We also learned that uh, FP's dad is an abusive alcoholic, uh, which, you know, fills in some blanks there on how FP lives. Although, um, another fun twist is FP saying he never wants to be a serpent, and that's why he has a broken arm right now, because his dad beat him. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, and... I hate this backstory. Apparently, oh, the Oh, yeah, block... this is insane. Ooh. We can we can take a moment let's, to discuss let's this. Let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, talk about a weird... Okay. So, uh, we we joked... We joked a lot mm. about, hey, it's weird that all the Blossoms are redheads, and, like, they're just... Mm-hmm. It turns out Penelope was at the uh, Sister of Quiet Mercy Orphanage, and the right. Blossoms just like, mm, I wonder if there's some young, eligible yes. redhead. And They literally went there and asked to see all the redhead children, <laughs> like, ages eight and under, and adopted her. And she says, quote, hang on, let, let me get to the quote, because I want to get this word for word, because it's crazy. Uh, oh, man. Uh, when she was eight, uh, Blossoms came and asked to see all the red-headed children. Um, again, insane, 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 insane. Um, they adopt her, uh, and they explain, uh, hang on, uh, it was not an altruistic adoption. Uh, I was... Being groomed. Oh, God, I hate this. First to be Clifford's sister. No. And then eventually his life companion. Let's just marinate in that for a second, folks. No wonder Cheryl is such a fucking hot mess. God Uh, damn, this is... I mean, also Penelope, they're both a hot mess because this is the family they live in. Like, like... Like we say in like when we say incestuous, it's kind of like a it's kind of jokey when we mentioned it before. Yeah. It's just like 
like when a friend group is like a friend group long enough, they seem more like a family, right. and it's weird when they're all dating and fucking each other. Well, also, like yeah, yeah, they all like end up dating each other, and you get a lot of cross pollination, so it gets it's like a weird vibe. This, this is a different type of incest. This is just this is just straight up just like yo, we're adopting your future like wife, yeah, thing. and it's just no wonder she's so messed up, like yeah. I would. Yeah, this is why Penelope I know, is the way she is. I think. I think if I was Penelope, I would have probably tried to murder Clifford at some point. Mm-hmm. Like for real, but you know, this. Um, that's that's why you know they got her young so they could indoctrinate her. <laughs> no wonder she's so gung ho about being a yeah. blossom. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And, and, oh, and also they, uh, uh, Penelope, not Pen- sorry, Penelope. She says like, "Oh, they're family," and Hermione's yeah. just like, "It's that's basically incest." <laughs> right? Yeah. Her, because uh, Penelope's like, you know, every second I'm not in that house is a blessing, um, and Hermione's like, "That's fucking weird. Why? Why are you even still there?" It's like they're my family, um, and then she gets defensive when Hermione calls it incest, and she says, uh, "At least they have class and aren't cleaning toilets or whatever." Oh yeah. Uh, Ooh. And so then they get into another argument and fight. Why is it okay? I know that there are, that there are kid well, women that know how to mm-hmm. throw a punch. Like maybe not a good punch, yeah. a good punch. Why do they always like always have the girl fights? Always just like I'm gonna pull your hair immediately. Like just have them throw punches. Uh, I mean, it's two th- one. One is sexism, and the other one is that's a lot easier to choreograph. <laughs> also, like, and also like you think. Uh, sorry like even even for a quote-unquote girl fight um the two fights that uh these two have aren't like they aren't even really shoving each other they grab each other by the arms and then just sort of shake each other it's nothing (laughs) that only works if you're fighting a baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh it's just to give the impression of a fight for the scene that's like not it's it's a nothing (laughs) yeah but basically, they they get more Saturday, uh, Saturday detention because right, of the fight. Because the fight, yeah. And so, um, with more time spent together, they eventually start, you know, bonding and sharing food. And well, I mean, I I think the only I think uh, Fred and Fred and FP didn't really have to do much bonding. Right. Yeah, they were already kind of buds. Yeah, and also it looks like in this in this uh, in that scene we also had um. He had uh, Fred bring uh, some food for. Oh FB. yeah, for yeah. Yeah, which I think that I th- I think that's a good characterization, even if it's a small yeah. thing. It's a good characterization. Yeah. Also, did they do a Chris? Um, Chris did they do a Simpsons reference? Uh, Simpsons? I don't know. Did they? Yeah, I think they did. They said uh, they they break into the uh, drawer that has with all the contraband. Yeah, crab apple. Oh, yeah, 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 they did a they did a Simpsons reference there. Fun, I guess. Oh. Um, but yeah, they they break into the confiscation drawer or whatever <clears throat> uh, to get all their stuff back, and they find a board game in here. Okay, that is uh, a mass-produced game. <laughs> yeah. First of all, hang on, let me back it up ten seconds here. I want to see what was on the spine there. Um, there's something on the cover. I also want to point uh, out second edition. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, contains. Okay, I can't quite read that. Uh, oh. 50 detailed playing cards, dice. Okay, no, that's just... Yeah, on the cover, it does say second edition. Yeah, so that uh, is a mass-produced game. Why are they... 
Like, why are they acting like it's like this underground thing that's like yeah impossible to they, get a they, hold of? Yeah, they treat it like an urban myth, like you know, Bloody Mary or whatever. Um, but it's just a physical board game. I thought this was an urban legend. The second edition of a prediction, predi- professional. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. So naturally, they're all like, well, we gotta play it then. I heard a kid died playing it. So cool. Yeah, I hate my dad, says FP. <laughs> Let's play this. Also, um, this whole, uh, like, our climaxes in them doing the chalice challenge uh, that we saw Dilton die doing. Um, but they play this game for several months. So... I don't know what kind of fast-tracking they're doing in the current day that they got there already, but um, it seems extensive. Yeah, I do... It looks interesting what they're doing there. It looks like they they have, like, a weird, like, uh, deck-building thing on top of... Yeah, like it, it seems like there are event cards or something. That makes sense. Like, I actually... Mm-hmm. I literally bought a deck of cards, which is kind of like that. Where it allows mm-hmm. you to make events and characters and stuff yeah. like that. And that's interesting. Uh, I will, in. uh, a nice piece of prop making here is on uh, FP's uh, cast. Someone had written loser and then someone else had written uh, taken the uh, Sharpie and written a V or on top of the S to change it to lover. Yeah. Oh, is there a, gu- there's a guillotine piece. No, no, that's not a guillotine piece. That's a Oh, no, that's timer. a timer. Okay, I thought it was yeah. a guillotine piece. I was like, yeah. But yeah. no. Yeah, so, you know, like, uh, Alice is a sorceress, uh, Fred is a paladin, I think they said, uh, FP is Deadeye, uh, whatever that means. Probably Archer. uh, Yeah, Archer-based ranged attacker. Lily Uh, Reinhardt looks good and, uh, looks, like, cool in that outfit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sierra is playing the Siren, because she's the voice of the people, um, that's, that was a bit of a stretch. A bard, maybe? Hmm? Yeah. They, why didn't they, did they release this as a get? Because, like, it's not the hardest thing in the world for, to make, like, a tiny RPG thing for, like, a. Yeah, uh, I somehow feel like there was not enough demand for them to, to produce this in real life. Um, I also don't think any of this feels very, like, coherent. It's just a lot of, like little fantasy vignettes it's like yeah they're playing tabletops guys for real trust well, me i'm just saying like if the green knight was able to put a full ass uh, rpg out for a movie that wasn't even out they could have definitely done something over the like you know yeah the multiple months i mean they certainly had the ability i just don't think they had the interest i don't know i would like a little trashy rpg like this it'd be it'd be cool well uh jesse you can build it but no, we already we are, you already built the uh, built the Riverdale RPG. Well, I built the Riverdale RPG. You can build the Griffins and Gargoyle RPG. They play inside the Riverdale RPG. <laughs> we could play we could play characters in your Riverdale RPG to play playing Griffins and Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, they're doing some sort of like uh, paired up challenge now, where they're searching the school for some sort of MacGuffin, and she's specifically picked pairings that were uh spicy i guess so like fp and hermione are together um fred and alice are together okay so they found the so fp and hermione uh are together and they found the gargoyle queen and uh like a little fake diamond but the diamond was in uh the stack machine the vending machine and they they had to shake it to get it out 
How did Penelope get it in there? You Does she have the key? You know. Does she have the key? <laughs> oh. like, like, Argo King did it. Yeah. Uh, so there's, like, a little bit of a spicy moment where F- yeah. where they're, like, could be like, yeah, we did it. And uh, they almost, they, well, Hermione almost kisses FP. But then yeah. FP's just like, yo, what's going on here? Be like, I'm just role playing. No, no, no. You you flipped it around. It was the other way around. Oh. FP got close for a kiss. And Hermione said, what the fuck? Oh. You know, this is a game, right? I'm not actually into you. Okay. He's like, yeah, I know. I wasn't going to do anything. Oh, okay. Sorry. I flipped it. Sorry. I forgot yeah. Yeah. which way. Whatever. Right. I don't care. It doesn't matter in the end. Meanwhile, here, uh, Alice and Fred are about to hook up real hard. Do they? Okay. I know you yeah. probably don't know this. But does it does uh does Jughead and Veronica become a thing at any point? Because like it feels like they should. That's uh not uh through this season. I don't know what season four and five hold for us. Okay, well, I kind of hope that happens because I think that'd be a nice pairing. Right. Or I mean, we all know your end game is um... <laughs> all of them kissing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Specifically Jughead and Archie, but <laughs> yeah. all of them. You know what? Yes. You know what? Why don't we do? Why don't we just do the two besties, Veronica? Uh, uh, Veronica. Yeah, right. Veronica. It, yeah, I was thinking, is it what their parent? Is it Archhead? Archhead. It, oh, I think it's going to be yeah, Archhead. I think fits. Yeah, because the, the other option would be like Jarchie, and yeah. that just sounds gross. <laughs> no, it sounds real gross. It sounds like a slur. Yeah, I would say Archhead. Yeah. Yeah. And then we combine them together, which would be. Oh for, God! For Jarchet. <laughs> uh, you you just make it a first and a last name, so it, it could be you know uh, Veronica Archhead. Yeah. Hi, fellow teens. It's me, Veronica Archhead, <laughs> here to tell you about why drugs are bad. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say like like whatever like they they leave the like the framing device uh, mm-hmm. where uh, for they leave the framing device where uh, after. Fred and uh, Alice yeah, it's, kiss. Uh, it's very like Princess Bride, where they sometimes jump out of the story to comment on the story. Yeah, um, and we basically had uh, when they jumped out, be like, "What? Yeah, what?" And uh, Alice just like, "Yo, we're young and hot, and we're together. What, what else yeah. do you expect?" She's like, "Did you have to do in the blue and gold though? I work there." <laughs> oh, we finally get Jughead in a crown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they say they uh, moved away from the board and they started uh, LARPing, essentially. And so they'd break into the school uh, late at night because uh, I guess they feel like they need to do it in the school. For I mean, y'all can do it at Pops, it's fine. But they raid the theater department and get into cosplay. Um, and there's there is KJ Appa in that paladin outfit oh. you so desperately wanted context for. Oh, man, I... I can't believe this is the episode we get it in. I was hoping it wasn't actually Fred Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they run into another group who also decided to break into the school to play D&D. Sorry, uh, I just I just put together Reggie's outfit, and it's very funny, <laughs> okay, actually. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. Uh, let, me, let me get up. Reggie's a monk. Oh my god, yes he is! <laughs> <laughs> So Reggie's got nunchucks, but he's wearing like a friar's robe because he's a monk. It's, <laughs> it's so it's good. Very funny. They could have went the more racist route. Yeah. They just did the. They that's good. That's just real yeah, that, good. No, that's that's a really funny um, visual gag there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh whoever Reggie's dad was, Tom Keller, Dilton's dad, and uh, Hiram. 
are the other party. Hiram, whoever they got to play Hiram looks like way too skinny. Like Hiram was, Hiram's like a small stout person. Like he's short but well, stout. You you know Jesse? He started lifting after high school. But he, when he started created a crime family. Okay, but I do want to point out that Tom Keller right now is holding an mm-hmm. epee. Mm-hmm. And a, and a bow. bow. Yep. Like he can't do both unless he shoot unless. <laughs> he's a fighter that shoots epes. Well, no, he's you know like a a bard or whatever. You know they uh, a dex based character, so he's got his ranged weapon and then he's got his melee for when they get a range. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I like this. This whole this whole yeah. like episode is actually really fun. Of yeah, <laughs> I like it, it is. a lot. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> and I can't believe we get I can't believe we don't get Jughead and a and a crown. We get. We get FP in a crowd. Right. <laughs> they say Daryl Doily found it in the restricted section of the library, which makes even less sense. It's a second edition, professionally made game. Also, why does the school library have a restricted section? This isn't Harry Potter. <laughs> that makes zero sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, but then they all get invitations in their <clears throat> locker to come to a special challenge night. Uh, to bring, to ascend to the next level of the game, it says. Yeah. And it's signed, Eagle Ears, the Gargoyle, Gargoyle King. Yes. Oh, that's that's nice catering. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, is it well-balanced? No. They should probably have some, like, proteins there. But, you know, candy, sodas. I mean, that's, I mean there should be <clears throat> some more salt, because, you know, when you play D&D, you eat salty food and drink soda. That's the rule. See, um, I think you eat savory food when you eat. Yeah, I think it's D and D's more of a savory food. I think. I think. Um, but anyway, um, to really make it a party, oh Hiram has brought some new drugs called Fizzle Rocks, which definitely aren't just Pop Rocks. I uh, please ignore that they come in Pop Rock packaging. They're really drugs, guys. We promise. I legitimately just forcefully shunted that out of my memory. Hang on, I want to back up uh, just so we can admire. Um, Fred Andrews, very cool cape twirl right there oh after taking some drugs. <laughs> that fucking nerd. God, this is such a fun episode. Um, but Alice explains that she was pregnant, so she did not take the the hallucin- hallucinogenic drugs. Um, and then Dilton Doily's dad pauses to compliment Penelope on the setup. Uh, and Penelope says, I thought you set it up. I didn't set it up. <clears throat> Who set it up? And then they stop worrying about it because um, they're all high on drugs. And then there's an impromptu uh, song number by the Fredheads, which is cute. Yeah. Gotta get a singing moment in here because so many of their cast sings. Uh, it's a fun, like, uh, 80s rock song, too. I-, I did not mind it, to be honest. No. Turns out uh, KJ Apa is-, is good at singing. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew he could sing. Yeah, it's just uh, a different genre than we normally get out of this show, and... Uh, it was again. This whole episode really just kind of felt refreshing. Yeah, it it was. It it like it even though it had kind of a dark ending. Like it, you yeah. know, it was just fun and light. Yeah. And uh, you already know what the you already know what the end is is ending's gonna be, so you don't have to really worry about any of the characters. Right. Yeah. It, it, they're still they're just having fun while yeah on. they're just yeah wilding out through the school tripping on Fizzle Rock. <laughs> <Tripping>. <laughs> 
tripping on Fizzle Rock. And then there's the shot. For some reason, the hallway's lit in pink, and Archie, or Fred, skateboards down in his paladin outfit. It's so good. Oh, we, we saw Hiram wrestling there. That's a good uh, That's a good callback. Hiram loves to wrestle. We all knew that. Yeah, the only sober one here is Alice, because, again, yeah. pregnant, so didn't take the fizzle, fizzle drip. Yeah. <laughs> fizzle rocks. <laughs> Oh my god, we I should have played a druggie in your in your game. Oh. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Everyone's just making out with everyone. And they're wrestling and they're yeah. skateboarding and Yeah, it seems like maybe this is a uh MDMA uh adjacent drug from the behaviors. Very euphoric, very kinda horny. <laughs> I mean um, but, but then Oh go ahead, sorry. But but wasn't that also jingle jangle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do they only know one type of drug? Well, I mean, at least they're not doing like uh, opioids. I mean, that's good. Right. It's it, yeah. It's nice that they're uh, doing uh, MDMA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Alice goes to throw up, um, and then when she turns around, uh, the bathroom's been graffitied all over with "Flip for your fate," and there are two <clears throat> cups and a coin there. Yeah. An ominous red light in lighting because for whatever reason. Well, because the Gargoyle King, obviously. Right, yeah. And there's the runes we saw on Dilton's back, uh, all over. Yeah. And uh mm. like a very smart person, she didn't drink the mysterious liquids and they... Right. She decides maybe to leave. Yeah, and of course everyone's still like tripping, so uh yeah. she is very freaked out because everything's red. And of course, then, what does she run yeah. into? The Gargoyle King! Yeah, she rounds the corner, <clears throat> there's the Gargoyle King. He's so spooky. Oh no. Is he real? We're not sure. And so she goes to leave, but then sees a flashlight and hides, and uh, its principal Featherhead uh, has entered with a flashlight, uh, perhaps because someone <clears throat> tipped him off that people were sneaking into the school. Which, so he, uh, which makes sense. Yeah. Instead of helping out her tripping friends, she just bails. Um, and she can't get in contact with anyone else that night, but then the next day, uh, I think they're all there still, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, most importantly, Principal Featherhead's not here. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. Not there at all. Yeah. Definitely not there. They just left. Nothing bad happened to them. Everything's fine. Yep. Yeah, see, here's Hermione. Uh, okay, I'm gonna call the show. Oh, up. she's got a, she's got a hickey on her neck. Oh, she does. Oh, that was the thing that happened last night. Uh, Fred's father passed, and they were too busy rolling to. I'm, and so Fred's got a lot of guilt about that. I'm gonna uh, also call the show out. Obviously, they never did MDMA because it is almost impossible to feel any emotion the day after. No, you can feel emotion. Um, it's just like your serotonin receptors are fucking shot, and you're you it's, feel miserable. It's it's but like I don't think you like I would. Okay, I used to do a lot of MDMA, uh, and it was mm -hmm. it was it was hard for me to like. I felt miserable, but I wasn't able to feel sad right. necessarily. Hmm. Like I I just felt bad. Yeah, yeah, it's just a general sort of down. Yeah, um, it's, but I'd imagine if you combine that with a guilt and sorrow, uh, it's a pretty potent cocktail. Maybe, maybe I need to have like a family member die after I, all the serotonin. I mean, I don't think it's a fun cocktail, Jesse. <laughs> maybe don't aim for that. 
<laughs> that's what you know i need to experience all of life and apparently i never did mdma and also felt that the mm-hmm. immense sorrow yeah at the same time all my come downs have been pretty easy thankfully mine have too it's just uh yeah um uh, there's there's flies and something smelling uh, it's been like a week um and yeah because nothing bad happened opened. hey shout out to that little closet where uh jughead was living for a while Principal Featherhead was in there. And with the runes carved inside the door. And uh, his lips are all blue. And he's super dead. Yeah. And of course, none of them want to come forward because they were all rolling um, while breaking and entering in the school. Um, And that makes them look very suspicious to this death. So they're not going to say anything. Yeah. And here's where we get uh, that solemn pact uh, that all the adults revisit once Griffins and Gargoyles. Re- Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Uh, you see that in the corner, Jesse? Wait, is that a... Wait, is that a US... Yeah, hang on. They're, they're going to give you a better, better shot here in a sec here. Okay, wait. Yeah. Socialism, uh, USSR. For, for some <laughs> reason, there is just a flyer. This is socialism, then the red star with the hammer and sickle inside of it, and then USSR at the bottom. It's right next to an I Want You recruitment poster for with Uncle Sam. Okay. Okay. Let me... Okay. I want to... Okay. So, they're probably in a classroom that does, like, social studies or civics yeah, or something I, like that. I get the intent behind it. It's not how I think they, it was framed in classrooms normally well well i would okay what i would like to know is okay mm-hmm. they have them right next to each other mm-hmm. and obviously soviet union still exists at this point um yeah, yeah you think they would have like a propaganda Wait, poster to, to match with the other one you know like those like incredibly right. gay uh russo shino sino uh posters right uh, propaganda posters where it's just like yeah it could be just a russian and chinese per- workers uniting or it could be two interracial gay couple couples wait when when did the ussr fold uh late 80s i want to say okay then yeah it would still be around <clears throat> yeah so it'd still be around but like you think they'd have a different type of poster because that's just saying like Socialism, yeah, it's, USSR. Yeah, it, it's it's a real nothing poster for. <laughs> also, also, I would argue that they weren't doing socialism; they're doing a right. weird version of communism because socialism is supposed to be the midpoint between communism or anarchy. Or anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. Uh, yeah, they would have called it communism. They would. Uh, yeah, the USSR was a communist country. They, they were like socialism is what most people wish the U.S. was right now. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's not in any way, but yeah. no, it's just a weird. It's just a weird juxtaposition. I did not notice that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it feels like someone told the prop department we need like social studies posters for the eighties, and maybe they didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> so I mean, it's, like, it's a yeah. Uh, Cold War happened. Sure, yeah, throw it on there. I mean, it's a good design. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just like you don't. Doesn't it's it's not really like a propaganda poster in any sense. It's just says socialism <laughs> USSR on it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's a that's a fun little <laughs> something. Also, okay, I think the reason why I'm having such a hard a time believing hi, the Hiram actor mm-hmm. in this is not only is he too skinny, but also just like 
I don't know. We did, we haven't had a stay a date for higher herbs like sun. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I do think he's a little tall to be Hiram. <laughs> yeah, like like Hiram, like we've seen Hiram. He is a he's like a lot of Hispanic men. He's short and broad. Yeah. Like. They did a bang up job with uh, Dilton's dad, though. That looks. That might actually be the actor for Dilton, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think it might uh, be. That makes sense. It's just but like, he, but it looks like just like it just looks you, like. You a, know why? I think you know why it looks different because I think they switched out the actor for Dilton for this season. Because <laughs> I remember he looked a little different, like at the pool party too. Were we? Were we being like weirdly racist against Dilton? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, this is just them arguing about if they should come forward about it, and um, eventually they settle on, no, we're just going to bury this deep down, we're going to split up the game pieces, um, spread them, hide them away, and uh, never speak about this again. I wonder if they... they'll spit in their hands and shake on it. <laughs> I wonder if they'd ever be able to find a second edition Gargoyles, Griffins and Gargoyles game ever again. I wonder if they'd be able to find that that one really nicely made box with all those professionally made pieces. Uh, no, no, uh, they're on fifth edition now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, G and G two E was you know a little a little too crunchy. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> you really needed a battle map. They they got rid of Thacko, which uh, most people yeah, agree yeah, is good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the proficiency table was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, the game became less focused on just killing your players and making new ones mm-hmm. and like making longer lasting yeah. stories. Yeah, there yeah, there's 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 been a greater emphasis on the role play aspects, a lot less of the the just raw combat. Yeah. Uh we also uh, get to see everyone change into who they are. Right. Yeah, it's kind of this pivotal moment and then how they move forward. Um so you know, Fred gives up his music to get money uh to I don't really know what because his dad's dead, and he needs to pay for the funeral, maybe? I don't know. Um, you know, Hermione uh, ends up with Hiram. Tom Keller joins the ROTC and, and leaves, or whatever. They reuse the actor for Jason. Oh, yeah, that's that's fun, actually. That's good casting. Yeah, and if they kiss, um, it would be like what uh, Penelope right. <laughs> with Jason and uh, Cheryl and, did all the time. Uh, the that uh, the event traumatized Penelope so much that she decides it's the safest place is in Thornhill and no one can hurt her there and that's why she's the way she is. Of course, uh, FP uh, joins the serpents and starts drinking at the tender age of whatever he is, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, which to be honest, that's when a lot of people drink. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know any. I don't know if you could. If anyone in their right mind denies that teenagers as young as 15 can get a hold of alcohol. They all can. Right. Um, and then uh, Alice changes up her look and decides to start dating Hal Cooper for whatever reason. I don't know. She was He was the closest tall white dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Midnight Club breaks up and they all, all go their separate ways and no longer hang out. Yep. Until later when they all met, make out and fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which um because their kids are making out and fucking and they say, "Hey, remember that? Let's do that too." It's not weird. Yeah. Um we cut back out of the framing device. We cut back into the framing device and uh Betty's just like, "Well, who poisoned the chalices?" Yeah. And Archie, I mean, not Alice was just like, "Well, it was ruled suicide. We don't know who did it. No, it wasn't one of yeah. us." Um really if you think they're, they're just recapping 
a part of this. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to make this into a bigger mystery that people should care about. We don't. We care about the fun eighties aesthetic. Yeah, who cares? Like, uh, you know what? Here, here's what I think. If you find two random cups of blue liquid in a in the girls' bathroom, don't drink out of any of them. Yeah, that seems like a good call. But I mean, they even quit. It's like, well, uh, why why would Brent's boy with featherhead drink the thing? And I was like, that's what's so scary, dear viewer. We don't know why. We, we don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> just like, ooh, what if this is Windex? Yeah. And she's like, this is what Dungeons and Dragons does to you. Fantasy role-playing is bad. My Netflix just froze. Okay, there we go. How is there three minutes left in this episode? <laughs> I mean, I felt this one was okay paced. Not too many crazy twists and no, turns there, in this one. Well, no, it's just it felt like it was done with, like, after being oh, like, yeah. what? Why did he drink out of it? I felt yeah. like that would have been a good ending. We, we we need the stinger at the end of the episode, though. The big thing that would make us go, whoa, what's going to happen next week? I don't remember what that is. I don't remember. But I'm either. sure it's coming. <laughs> I may have skipped. I'm sure it's coming. It has to be. But normally they build up to it in the three minutes at the end. Like, if, you know, you see it. No, they don't, Jesse. Yeah, they faff <laughs> around for two of the minutes, and then the last okay. minute something happens abruptly. Okay, okay. They do a little bit better job here. I feel like they're doing a little bit too much at the end here, though. Hmm. I mean, I can't judge it till I see what the clip is. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. The, yeah. the Archie, Archie skateboarding down the hill, down the hall in a paladin costume and by lighting was too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, so Betty promises her oh, mom she's not going to play the game. Yeah. I remember what it is. I'm pretty sure I remember what it is. No, I just remembered. Yeah, so uh, Betty yeah. goes uh, into the, the room that they were talking about for the Saturday yeah. morning detention. Uh, to check check the windows for the carving to corroborate her mom's story because, I mean, I guess that's fair. Alice Cooper is... I wouldn't necessarily trust everything Alice Cooper says to me. <laughs> okay, so I have... Uh, what brought me out of the scene a little bit is mm -hmm. this school that they're in is the posh side of town. Like, it's obviously, right. it's nice. They would have covered yeah. up that stuff. They would have filled oh, it with yeah. putty. Like, if it was south side, hi. Mm, right. They'd stay there for thousands of years. But I feel like here they would. Also, how did they oh, not no. notice Some... the two weird-ass right. goblets? <laughs> in the... Inside the trophy case? Yeah, that's a little, like, they, a little much. Like, it's different if, like, it'd be different if they weren't, didn't have, like, a gar gargoyle. <laughs> yeah, like, engraved on it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went to a pretty posh high school, and I feel like you could sometimes still find, like, shit carved into desks and lockers and stuff that they just didn't bother to clean up. Because it costs money, and uh, schools run on a pretty tight budget. Anyway, uh, Betty goes back to the bunker and finds out Jughead has been running Griffins and Gargoyles. And <laughs> some, with, with the serpents. Some acting choices were made by, uh, with the serpents, yeah, by um, Mr. Cole Sprouse. You know what? Betty, I'm it's all coming together. I'm a level three. Soon, I'll ascend. Okay. Um, big canted angle. <laughs> also, uh, do you think... Do you think... Get mm -hmm. this. Do you think mm -hmm. that it was discussed at all that there was a high chance that Betty and Jug had fucked on that table? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they definitely did fuck on that table. I don't know if it was discussed with anyone. <laughs> uh, Probably not. I don't think that's something you bring up to your friends. You're not like, hey guys, let's play some G&G. &G. By the way... Boned on this table. Well, I'm just don't put your snacks down. I'm just saying the reason why is because that's definitely their fuck cave now. 
Yeah. That's a bunker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's their fuck cave. Yeah, you know, a serpent spills a little bit of soda on the table, and Doug is just like, huh, it's not the first time that table's been wet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if you could cut that down to be more. No, I'm not. I'm not going to cut down a second of that, Jesse. <laughs> I don't have my soundboard set up yet. <laughs> I like I have it partially set up. I don't have I don't have that quick reflex that I used to. Mm. Well, that was the episode. I don't know what we normally talk about back here. It's been so long. Jesse. You know, we tried to do segments and all almost all of them failed spectacularly. I mm. feel like, and I don't think they've done it yet, but they did do some more. Uh, Marble Olympics or Marble League stuff, but not yet. They did. Not completely. They did the qualifying rounds. And, uh, of course, Team Omo's in and O-Rangers. Oh, oh, I haven't actually seen the... I just finished up the uh, summer or the sand rally. I know they just wrapped that up. Yeah, they. I think I'm pretty sure they released the uh, some of the rosters and and they uh, showed the new team. So that we have that. Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. they are going to be. And I have a feeling and this is something we Mm -hmm. could do. They're finally getting like a Eurovision type thing for oh, yes, America. For for America. So which I don't know why they haven't done that in the first place. We already had American Idol, just make fifty right. contestants. Yeah. But um, it seems like just a naturally fun and good idea. Um, but we're here now. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out, but we can definitely discuss it when it does. Yeah, I feel like that would fit. Um Yeah. I mean we could you I mean, we have recommendations. I mean, I don't know. Oh, we do have recommend. That's right, and because we've had such a nice hiatus, oh, I, have I actually have things to recommend now. I have now. so many things to recommend. All right, Jesse, why don't you hit me with one of them? Don't don't blow your whole load if you know. I mean, because you know we got many episodes to go. But well, I want to with. I want to talk about two of them specifically okay. um, because I have some critique of one of them. Okay. So first, man, Invincible came out in the middle of this. Okay, but no. Uh, Invincible, that's, sorry, that's a side one. I was just thinking of all the things that came out while I didn't have a for yeah. functioning computer. Let's let's put a pin into that Invincible because I want to wrap around and talk about that with you. Okay. Um, but your recommendations first. Okay, my recommendations, Infinity Train. Watch it. It's good. It's on HBO mm, yes. Max. It is yeah. one of the... It is one of the darker kid shows I've watched. and not It's not darker because, oh, they talk about death and stuff. It is mm. very in-depth, emotional storytelling like there's four seasons and all four seasons are about a pair of people learning to get over something that's been holding them back in life and it's not in a toxic way either it is i i don't think it's a big spoiler to say the train is essentially therapy (laughs) yeah the train is therapy but like it is a very good show i love it it's just Mm -hmm. this um the stories are so good and i'm pretty sure when I saw the fourth season, it had the mm-hmm. HBO Max original on it. Yes, They're yeah, probably, they, they picked it up for that fourth yeah, season. Yeah, um, it used to be on, uh, used to be Cartoon, on Cartoon Network. Network, but it is a very good show. I'm looking forward to what they're doing, more of what they're doing, because mm-hmm. the emotional storytelling of it is like so one of the most emotionally mature storytelling i've seen yeah i liked it yeah and it and it doesn't talk down to kids but like it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't talk down to kids it's and it's very dark because like death does happen but it's like this existential death almost yeah with it and the other one i want to bring up because i'm watching it right now is uh 
So Amazon, for Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, for some reason, is starting to put out good shows, which is mm. weird. Um, but <laughs> I have a critique about something. So I'm watching okay. a show called Upload. It just came out recently, mm. and its whole thing is about how it's a near future thing, and basically I have a whole like jokes about mergers, like. Uh, Oscar Mayer Intel is one of them and stuff oh, like sure. that. Um, okay, the whole yeah. thing seems to be a critique of how uh, late state capitalism will commodify everything, including death. Because mm-hmm. upload refers to when people are about to die, they can upload their entire consciousness into a virtual, virtual thing, and mm-hmm. um, they basically can live their life, quote unquote. And they can use like technology, like VR technology and stuff, to like kind of interact with each other still, um, mm-hmm. with the living. Uh, well, here's my critique. Hey, Amazon, stop putting shows criticizing a, your entire existence, please. It's really weird watching a pretty anti-capitalist show for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels weird, but it's like not. It's not weird. Um, I mean, it's in the it's yeah, in the air. They do this. It's in the yeah. air. People are gonna like be like, yeah, I hate every. I capitalism sucks. It makes everything bad. And of course, like one of the largest employers in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, is going, uh, and also one of the one of the worst places to be hired to, if you're entry level, it's gonna make a something about how it sucks to be you know, in capitalism. Um, it's yeah. weird. Also, they keep on releasing shows about how uh, people who are like Superman are evil. And, uh, uh, you yeah. know, that's just a weird coincidence that <laughs> Jeff Bezos is literally, I'm not joking, literally Lex Luthor at this point. Not only, <laughs> he's shooting himself into space soon. Yeah. yeah. Because he's rich enough to. He, there is video of him inside of a giant mech suit that is functioning. Yep. Yep. He is Lex Luthor. <laughs> but yeah. It, you know, but yeah, let's, uh, let's go. Sorry. I, uh, by the way, Upload's good. It's a, it's a pretty good show. Okay. Uh, my, my recommendation is on HBO Max as well. Uh, I will be recommending Legendary. It is a uh, ballroom Vogue uh, reality competition. Ooh. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, the only negative I have to say about it is that Jamila Jamil's there for some reason. Yeah, you know, maybe sometimes you need Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, sh- she feels so out of place because the other judges are, um, Law Roach, who I guess is, um, a really prolific celebrity stylist who's like, styled a lot of major people and like been behind like a lot of reimaginings of people. Um, so great con- great credentials there. He's tied into ballroom. He says he takes a lot of inspiration from ballroom. Uh, Leomi, who is I guess um just a ballroom legend, uh, she's well known in ballroom, uh, and so knows what she's talking about when she's judging this. And then Megan Thee Stallion, who's Megan Thee Stallion, so uh, we love to see. I mean, her. and then you got yeah, you have to have Megan Thee Stallion right. there. So those three, and then Jamila's there, and you're like, huh? You need <laughs> Sonic to be around. You sometimes you need someone to be like, uh oh. You're too slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a super entertaining show. Um, all the houses are incredible. I mean, the real ballroom houses that have uh, been around for ages. Um, 
and they come out and they do their thing and it's really fucking cool and the costuming is really good and the choreo is really good and I just have a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, so that's my recommendation. Oh, also, uh, you heard us reference earlier that I built a Riverdale RPG. Uh, if you'd like to see that, that is on my website, theapodcalypse.com. That's the apocalypse. It's like apocalypse, but there's a D in the middle uh, instead of the C. Or no, I, the C's still there. Sorry, I'm bad at spelling. There's just a D in the middle because um, it's, you know, like podcast. It's a dumb pun, um, but it's on there uh, if, you, if you'd like to see that and maybe try playing it. It, it worked out okay when we tried it. Yeah, it was fun uh you 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 nailed it down it was as chaotic and weirdly enough makes made more sense than the shows <laughs> yeah it's just uh it's just a tiny little one-page rpg um but invincible Let, let's discuss invincible briefly before we get out of here okay so how mm-hmm. i have as a person who read like a hundred something issues of it before mm. stopping reading no, mm-hmm. no 70-something. Um, how do you feel about them, including a lot more diversity in there that seemed to be... I don't know. Okay, so so where I'm coming from is I haven't read any of the comics, and I understand the comics came out maybe in, like, around 2001. I, I understand it's... Yeah, it it ran for, a very, it ran for 144 mm-hmm. episodes. Um, mm-hmm. it, is, it has been there for a long time. Um, and let me tell you, it's one of those things where if you have something from the early 2000s, when it was okay to basically say, hey, stuff is bad because it's gay, and all, mm-hmm. like, some, uh, I don't, there wasn't any transphobia in it, but anything like that. Okay. Um, it was an incredibly white comic as well. Right. And they do add a lot of, uh, they add diversity, but, like, I like that they made, I like that they made canon that uh that mark is half asian mm-hmm. or technically full viltrumite but whatever he's his mom was asian um right I, I like that he did great um what they did with amber though is they kind of made her a caricature of uh angry black woman mm. i don't i didn't get that far <laughs> i don't like that i'm gonna be honest i didn't like the show uh everyone i've, I've spoken to on facebook uh that i know thinks the show is incredible i don't get it. I feel like I'm Mugatu at the end of Zula, and I'm like, am I taking crazy pills? This show wasn't good. I disagree, but, you know, we disagree See? on a lot of it's stuff. It's exactly like this. Yeah. I like, you dis- we disagree on a lot of, like, uh, stuff when it comes to superhero yeah. stuff. I'm it, gonna be real honest. Just, I just mm-hmm. like superhero stuff. That's how sure. I learned how to read. So, you know. Right. For, for me, it feels like when, when I learned it, the context of it like coming out in like 2001 or 2002 like okay maybe like back then the things they were doing were like innovative but like watching it now in 2021 it just feels like a lot of shit i've already seen done better by other people and i was like i just don't get the appeal there's a lot of i will say that uh for me there's a lot of nostalgia because Mm -hmm. um when when I was when I like said I wasn't gonna read Marvel and DC for a couple of years, mm-hmm. it was an, it was Image Comics, so Invincible, right. uh, Saga, right. and stuff like that. Yeah. So like it pretty much reminds me of just like end of high school to college, the middle of college, mm-hmm. and it is uh, a, a lot. It's a lot of it's nostalgia. Also, yeah. I don't I don't know about people who never read the comic though. For me, it was nostalgia. I was just mm-hmm. like, I love right. this stuff. Like it is yeah, yeah, yeah. some 
you know, like I was going through my formative years when I was reading it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like say blah 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 blah, but like it's oh sure no. But no, yeah, yeah, but it's it's it, a lot of it's nostalgia for me. I really like mm-hmm. the cast, and um, yeah. uh, they haven't done it in the show yet, but like there's a it gets a lot more interesting later on because okay. the thing the thing about it is invincible was supposed to be a bait and switch in the beginning like it's supposed to be right. they they drop they drop this clout uh, shroud a lot earlier in the show um but mm. what they do in the book is for a whole year and i'm not joking mm. a whole year it was just a four color superhero comic in the vein of like sure. what if yeah. Superman I mean, what if Spider-Man was more like Superman basically yeah yeah and then issue 13 happens right where and that's the big and twist. that's the big twist they they don't do it in this I wish they kind of did I'm gonna be real honest mm. um they mm. but uh but it was supposed to be at that time an inversion of what a lot yeah. of uh comics were supposed to do it's supposed to be a return right. to form and then yeah. showing the dark underbelly of what the right. what was happening like, around uh, again these these are like yeah themes i could see in like 2001 being very yeah. very innovative but then like in 2020 it just feels like i've <laughs> seen the what if superhero you know realistically how how would superheroes be what if superheroes were bad da, 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 da. i feel like i've seen many versions of that and many of them stack up better than what I saw on Invincible. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like Invincible was one of those things that inspired a lot of those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and it's just like whenever you see oh, what's an example? Um there's so many examples of this. Right. Uh, uh it's really any like foundational trailblazing thing in any genre. You can look at music with um like <laughs> like what like with hip hop. Uh, I think hip hop is a good hip hop. Like yeah. like that's yeah. if you if you go back to like the beginning of your hip hop, you're literally like the right. hip hop a hippie. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, the rapper's delight. Yeah, yeah, and that was like fire back then. Yeah. People were losing it, but then and then now now you yeah. have people who could like drop mm-hmm. just just have like this right. amazing. Or you flow. have Kendrick Lamar yeah. with like six flows and three different voices on a really complex beat. Yeah, like yeah, Kendrick Lamar or or Chase mm-hmm. the Rapper or something like that. Like yeah. you're or, yeah. like you have so like it it's one of those things that I feel like um for I also feel and this is also mm-hmm. me a lot of people um, and I'm not tired of like the MCU stuff yet, just because again mm-hmm. I it was my life for right most of my life. Um, right. But I feel like a lot of people are were uh, the let me let me bring it out this way, and I'm not trying to mm-hmm. shame people, but let's say the uh, people who I don't like this because it's popular because it's like mm-hmm. weird, like they were seeing this be like, oh, finally something that's not you know mm-hmm. MCU. Like the people who yeah. didn't watch the boys and and blah 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 right. blah blah, um, like which is the thing I felt like the boys TV show just did what uh, Invincible was doing at a much more polished <laughs> well, level. Well, weirdly enough, <laughs> uh, the boys came out around the same time. Um, hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although the boys was also written by Garth Ennis, and uh, I am not afraid to say that I think Garth Ennis is a hark, a hark, a hack, a fraud, and mm-hmm. has no real sympathy anymore from me. Because I've I have heard the comics have a lot of issues with them, um, in both storytelling and writing, and just also 
Uh, like, moralist- moralistically, it has a lot of shitty stuff in it. Yeah, let's just say there's a lot of uh, shitty things in the comic. And um, mm-hmm. and also, I just don't like Arthenic for... I, I don't know if you ever heard of the, uh, of the, of the comic series called Crossed. Um, mm. but, uh, you know how zombie comics were, like, a big deal for a little bit? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, Cross is like, what if zombie comics, but, like, real fucked up? Oh, cool. Um, okay. and, yeah. uh, like, there's literally a scene where, like, basically what happens, instead of them being zombies, they become this hedonistic mm. thing, uh, base oh. nature, and, like, do you have scenes where like people yeah, are fucking bullet holes and stuff <laughs> yeah. in people's heads and it's yeah. just it's yeah, okay. it's yeah, awful it. and shitty and uh normally and this is sorry I'm about I'm about done with my rant about this but mm-hmm. okay so normally I don't mind people writing grimdark if they mm-hmm. have an actual purpose with it right yeah. there's a diff- there's a difference between Garth Ennis writing preacher and Garth Ennis writing cross mm-hmm. Preacher, mm-hmm. while weird and a little fucked up, had a purpose to it. Right, yeah. Like, it had a purpose and like... Which I, I think is not an uncommon critique of grimdark as a genre, is a lot of it feels very masturbatory and yeah. grim for the sake of being grim and, instead of having a reason for it. And Cross is just like an excuse for him to like have people draw the most fucked up stuff you can see. Right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just all like shock value. It's It's got no substance. Yeah, which is why I think he does better whenever he has a strict editorial uh, mm-hmm. arm <laughs> above him. Because I will say, yeah. as much as I don't like his Punisher, it is still technically good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Shockingly, the myth of the auteur is exactly that. Most people work better if they have an editorial team helping them keep their vision focused. Yeah, like, cont- <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like with almost everyone, like, yeah. you need to have like a little bit of restraint because that means you can work within it. When you can do yeah. anything you want, it tends to spiral out of control. Or you just yeah. end up showing your ass and then it's, uh, right. this is what I actually think and this is what I want to do and it's fucked up. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, sorry, my rant's over. Yep. Thank you for yep, listening. That was our fun comics corner. Um, I think we're just about done here. So, uh, who do you want to do the inaugural? We've come back from hiatus. Uh, sign off. Do you want me to do? Do you want to do it? Uh, I, I want to do it. I want to do it. All right, okay. go for it, Jesse. Let it rip. But who poisoned the chalice? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, bye y'all. <laughs> I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Get my pretty name out of your mouth. We are not the same with or without.